Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode we see how Europe came to be so dependent on Russian gas. Before we start today's episode, we have a quick announcement from the team at Finch Shots. We have recently launched a new endeavor called Ditto Insurance to help people purchase health and life insurance for themselves and their families. Ditto comes with a spam-free guarantee and we answer your queries free of cost, even if you don't buy insurance from us. So head over to Ditto Insurance now. for unbiased personalized insurance advice the link is in the description below we know the title is a bit graphic but it's true europe relies on russian gas a lot for instance in the year 2021 the eu met 40% of its energy requirement using 155 billion cubic meters of natural gas imported from russia and this gas makes its way through a series of interconnected pipelines that travel to countries like Finland, Slovakia and Ukraine. Needless to say, the war in Ukraine has complicated matters. On the one hand, you have European leaders castigating Russia for its reckless behavior and actively aiding the Ukrainian war effort. On the other hand, you have Russia, a country that has threatened to cut off gas supplies altogether if its strict payment terms aren't met. and neither side wants to budge but truth be told this is a moment of reckoning for most european countries they realize their dependence on a rogue nation can complicate matters infinitely all at once and that leaves us with one important question how did europe come to depend on russian gas so much well the answer is twofold first let's talk about the soviet gas fields In the 1960s after a series of advancements in pipeline and extraction technology Soviet gas was there for the taking slowly but surely Europe saw an easy reliable route to transport energy from the communist nation in fact they heavily invested in technology to help aid this effort this investment eventually gave way to the pipeline networks we talked about earlier and the thing about pipelines is this It takes decades to build them and you can operate them for ages by just relying on one or two long-term contracts. This arrangement was mutually beneficial, but there was something else that solidified the partnership. Climate change. It must be said, Europe uses natural gas to produce electricity to heat their homes and power their factories, and this isn't a random choice. They have set some very ambitious targets to reduce their carbon footprint. to cut carbon dioxide emissions by 55% compared to the levels at 1990 and do this before 2030 and they can't get here if they keep burning coal so they reduce their dependence on coal and prioritize natural gas instead a cleaner alternative but not all european countries are alike and not everyone is equally dependent on russia consider for instance germany They were the biggest importer of Russian gas among all EU nations in 2020 and the country imported 42.6 billion cubic meters of natural gas. Once again, this isn't accidental. They plan to stop burning coal altogether by 2038. To this end, they have stopped subsidizing hard coal plants and they now primarily rely on cheap imported coal to keep the last few plants running. The other alternative is to use nuclear power. However, anti-nuclear movements in Germany can be dated all the way back to the 1970s and Germany is about to phase out the last 3 nuclear reactors by 2022. Elsewhere, Italy faces a similar conundrum. 
they are the second biggest importers of Russian natural gas and this relationship did not materialize by chance alone. Like Germany, Italy also has set lofty green energy targets and while they have the opportunity to source gas elsewhere, the Russian dependence could perhaps be attributed to policymakers pursuing a special relationship with Moscow for decades. And finally, you have France, another big importer. However, unlike Germany and Italy, France is perhaps the only nation that is working on self-sufficiency. Gas makes up around 16% of France's energy mix when compared to 27% in Germany and 41% in Italy. And about 70% of French electricity comes from low-cost nuclear-powered reactors. They intend to build 14 more by 2050. Another shining example of preparedness comes from Lithuania. The country recently said it was completely weaning off of Russian gas. And this doesn't happen overnight. Moving away from pipelines, the country has been working on LNG terminals since 2014. LNG stands for liquefied natural gas. It's like sourcing natural gas, but as a liquid. And they've been transporting LNG from America, Qatar and Norway since then. So yes, it's not entirely true when people say the EU is completely dependent on Russian gas. Some countries are more dependent than others and a few will perhaps manage to make the switch seamlessly in the next couple of years. Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.